Welcome to the Flashmasters podcast. Flashmasters recognizes and celebrates the best flash photography in the world through education, awards, and community. To find out more and to join the Flashmasters community, visit flashmasters.co. Here are your hosts, Helen Williams and Neil Redfern. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 5 of the Flashmasters podcast. I'm Neil Redfern. And I'm Helen Williams. And in today's episode we are going to be talking about Room 101 and banishing the things that we really don't like about weddings into Room 101. So if you're not aware, Room 101 is a TV programme in the UK where guests will come on and talk about the things that they hate in life. It could be anything, it could be spiders, for example, and they will then put a case forward about why those items should go into the hypothetical Room 101 where they are banished and locked away and never seen again. And it's up to the host to decide whether they go in or whether they don't go in. So we're going to try and do something similar to that in this podcast but very wedding related. And we'll maybe see, well, when we put eat, we're going to have three each and we'll see whether the other one is happy to accept each of our suggestions into the wedding room. Actually, room 101, we, we may get copyright for this. So room 102. <laughs> no, no one will know. No one will know. <laughs> so I think, I think Helen, actually you can start if that's okay. So, oh, we should just say as well, we, we, before we started recording yep. this podcast, we have put a, poll up or a question in the Flashmasters Facebook group asking for our members suggestions and even though we've only posted that half an hour ago we've got 44 comments so <laughs> we're all pissed off with weddings yeah so yeah. <laughs> probably come to the time of year recording in September when we're all very tired but we will also at the end of the podcast be reading out all the room 101 suggestions given by our Flashmasters community some of them may end up overlapping I think probably so let's kick off then Helen over to you what is the first thing that you would like to try because you might not get accepted and put into the wedding room 102. 102. Well, the first thing, and I will say before we go any further into this, we literally had this idea because I just had a call with a couple looking to book. Oh, you're not putting them in, are you? It's a bit rude. No, no, I'm not going to put my couple in. <laughs> but there was, there was discussions. They will not book if that's the case. <laughs> Now, I'm sure they will, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, we were talking about sort of um, the bride's very chill, very relaxed and hasn't really thought about what colours or themes she's going to have for her wedding day. And she said, oh, I don't really want anything formal. You know, she said, I think everyone looks really good in black tie. But, you know, I don't want to make everyone come in black tie and put that formality on them. And then that's where I said, oh, well, they, you know, they always look way better than top hats and tails. And then from that point, I said they should go into room one o. Oh, now we should say as well that we also don't know what each other's written down. We've each wrote three items down. Three so top hat and tails. You're yes. going to have to... I haven't got as big an issue with that as you have. So talk to me. Well, they all just look like absolute idiots. <laughs> You nope. can't say that. Well, yes, I can. I'm sorry. This is not like 1970 <laughs> anymore. I'm sorry. Anyone who chooses today to wear... 1970? Is that when we wore Well, I don't tails. know. Or oh, maybe 1990s, <laughs> they were like popular. I think or... go back a lot, lot further than that well either way <laughs> 1990s if you wear a top hat i in my belief if you wear a top hat you look like an absolute oh how i'm gonna swear a lot in this episode you let's just go a beep you look an absolute idiot no one looks good in a top hat you could put my favorite man chris hemsworth in a top hat and i tell you he looks like an absolute beep no nobody looks good in top hats it, it, it's not i'll be honest it's it's not one that i have a big issue with I will put it in, but it's it's begrudgingly because I don't think it's that big a deal personally. Then again, I've not shot many top hat and tails weddings to be fair. But they never wear them. The grooms always feel like they look like idiots. They never actually keep the hats do. on, do they? They always carry the hats. Well, yeah, sometimes they put them on, and like I said, it makes their ears stick out. They look ugly. Do you know it what? messes I, up their hair. One of the reasons I will put this in actually is be, and it's it's more to with the hats themselves. And I've not wrote this down, but. I hate where you have mother of the bride wearing hats that cause bad shadows. Yes. So you can't see their eyes. So for that reason, 
I will just about, by the skin of your teeth, allow Top Hat and Tails to go into Room 101. Woo-hoo! Just, just. Room yeah. 102. They just, don't everyone just looks awful in that they, they're just not good. They don't look good. No one looks hot in a Top Hat. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, then. Be gone. Right, I'm going to give you my first one. I'm just getting my phone out to read in no particular order and i know for an absolute fact this is going to go straight in because you will agree with me which is and it could be a uk thing this i'm not sure but it's speeches in between courses Uh. i don't think i need to even say any more than that it will go in but yeah so again it's become a thing in the uk i would say the past Five years or so. I don't remember when I first started out. This becoming an this being an issue. It, traditionally, we would have speeches, all three speeches, the traditional speeches that we have in the UK, after the wedding breakfast. So after the meal, all the speeches in one go. Then it became more popular than before, which I don't actually mind that much. But then it became a thing to have a speech after or before. So when you first sit down, speech, then the starters, speech, then the main speech, then the desserts. And it just means, selfishly, as photographers, we just don't get any chance to actually sit down and probably have more than 20 minutes sat down to allow us to back up, have a breather, have a drink, eat something. You're constantly on the move. So, yeah, speeches in between courses, I would like to banish forever into Room 102. Yeah, yeah. as much as I want to be awkward, since you said this is definitely going in, I was like, I knew it would. would. Will it? I was like, whatever it was going to be, I was thinking, I'm sure I can find an extra argument for it not to go in. But no, whenever I've had uh, couples tell me this, I've, well, I've been a bit diva dramatic over it. And and just looking in in our Facebook community live, um, we've already had, we've already wrote down our suggestions. So I'm sure that we're actually going to be reading better ones than we've actually got. But Alex Buckland and Matt Trott have both said speeches between courses and those have both got a lot of likes, those comments. So yeah, I don't think there's any photographer out there who would be like, do you know what? I love this. I love speeches in between courses. It makes no sense for us at all. So be gone. Yes. Banished. Okay, Helen Williams, number two for your selection is... Oh, this is going to cause controversy. Ooh, I like and it. And if this gets beyond, listen, listeners, beyond the photography industry, I know I'm going to have friends who will hate Ooh. me. Go on, I'm intrigued. You uh, have my attention. I am going to hit you with something that's going to be controversial. I like it. Yeah. It's always, yeah, you like to play will things it, Will safe. it be, though? Oh, I oh I definitely think so. I have I have had a slight spit it out, spit it out. Oh, I've already had a rant on social media, and people were there. They some people are not happy. So yes, my second one would be Toastmasters. Oh well, <laughs> you know that I'm going to very much agree, but I feel bad agreeing, so I'm going to whisper this. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Oh, so yes, here yeah, I don't know in terms <laughs> of other parts but of the, the UK. Can we just say the reason um, that we're both... Well, I, I'm struggling to admit it is because we have one in particular told about who we get on like a house on fire with. Um Let's just say, big shout out, I think, to Stefan, the tall Toastmaster. Yeah, we Who love is you, the, the nicest, funniest bloke. So that's why I feel bad. It's purely for him that I feel bad agreeing <laughs> with you. So, yeah, and, sorry, and he's Steph, also, he's also a you. lot bigger than me as well. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, explain your reasons why you want these red-clothed people to be banished into the depth of Room 102. Oh, they just get in my way. They just <laughs> Is get... that because they tend to be nearly seven foot tall? <laughs> well, yeah, Stefan, like nearly seven foot tall. You're well, in he a big... to... What does Stefan do for you? Uh... You give him your camera at times. Oh, actually, yes. No, oh, yeah. this is controversial it now. Is... Oh, now you're going to make you me You get Stefan bad. working and taking pictures for you because you can't get high enough. Well, yes, and now I feel extra bad because I love you, Stefan, and you're very good at doing group shots. Uh, so, yeah. I might tag him in when we actually put oh, this out there. Oh, don't. He's going <laughs> to... I'm going to be you, unfriended Stefan. for life now. Or next He's also time. a big fan of spoons, as I am. <laughs> a very weird fact for oh, you there. yes. <laughs> I was Makes like, no sense. Yeah, yeah, he d- he does have a, a sort of, a, yeah. A penchant for spoons. A penchant for spoons, yeah. dessert spoons Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Anyway, yeah, sorry, Stefan. Um, but yeah, generally Toastmasters just get in my 
bleeding way. Like I said, they, I don't understand why they have to wear such bright red coats. I know that's part of being a Toastmaster. <laughs> and I do wonder... You're basically if... just with clothes in general, it seems. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's more to come on this. Anyway, oh. but Toastmasters, I don't know if they have them in other countries. I'm sure you just have like a master of ceremonies or someone who just helps guide sort of the couple and the, the guests through the day. But in the UK, we have things... They're, they're known as Toastmasters or some known realized, as I don't know if this is a thing that other countries will even be aware of. No, they might not. So, so they're, they're, they're basically master of ceremonies. They help the day run smoothly. They will adjust the bride's dress. They will call group shots out on our behalf. They'll help us in that sense. They'll just make sure that everybody knows where they're going, that people know where the toilets are, and just generally be the focal point for help. Yes. And well, I'm talking them up here. Yeah, I know. You're actually like, yes, they well, That's do. what they should do. But yeah, they, they kind of do, but they still just get in my way. Um, so yeah, like I said, in the UK, we have these these wonderful, they, they tend to be, apart from Stefan, who, you know, he's still young and rocking, they tend to be gentlemen of an older age <laughs> in a bright red jacket that stands out a million miles and it's their job to basically shout and cajole people and tell them where to go. Um, or they, they should do that. They should do that. But I think, well, well but there's... Plenty of Toastmasters, so I think when I rock up, go, oh, easy, I don't need to do anything today because Helen shouts louder than all of us put together anyway. Yeah, I, I must admit, you already know my feelings on them, so I can't be hypocritical that they do go in. I need to apologise again to Stefan, not just because he's he's massive and he will beat me up, but, also, <laughs> but, but because Stefan is good at his job. But the majority, I've always thought, their only job is to try and create jobs that don't actually exist. And and it can be very frustrating. And and I, I yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Um I don't really think they're needed. No. But yeah, I feel very bad. I saying tend that. to send them. But there away are a lot. And genuinely there are good ones. Yes. But there are also very bad ones as well. And I'm sure for the guests they're very helpful and there's lots of things we don't see. But for me, like oh, Fluffing the bride's dress as they were about to go down the aisle. You're like, oh, yeah, you're this in is the your bride. biggest issue, isn't it? Oh, Them my being it. goodness. They're in the back <laughs> of my photos. You're thinking of one particular venue as well. All the way through the ceremony. They just stood at the back. It's like, I can see you. You're in a bright red jacket. Stood up when everyone else is sat down. I don't need your face or your body in the back of all the wedding photos. Yeah, um, I, I agree. We'll, we'll, we'll end it there oh, before we no, back but I haven't to... finished yet. Oh, well, no, I think we need to finish <laughs> okay. there. Okay, well, I still love you all dearly, but... Not no, well, not really. For someone who is quite organised myself and can shout just as well as any Toastmaster for myself, they, they can sometimes be a bit more of a hindrance than a help and some something I, I, or someone I regularly have to Photoshop out of photos. Yeah, they're in the room and... The door is closed. Oh, there we go. I'm gonna. Stefan will be messaging us when he yeah, reads it. Like the Stefan door is included closed. in that. He's not oh, included because he, okay, he is. We'll he is a, a genuinely real lovely person to have there on the day. But but Stefan is in the minority. Yeah. Hopefully he knows that, and that's why you know he's he's as busy as he is. So my next one is maybe even a little bit controversial because they. That when I say what it is, there there is a good argument to say why this happens. And maybe I'm being very, very selfish with this one. But I have actually written makeup artists, but it's, it, I can broaden Ooh. this out to other wedding suppliers taking photos on the day. Not basically Ooh. other suppliers getting involved in, in what we do. And, and that, that's fine, but also it impacts on us. And the reason I said makeup artists is because, and I know that the reason is that social media is now so important. Websites, not as powerful as they used to be, but everyone's marketing themselves on Instagram, on TikTok. So they need content, constant content all the time. And I get that. And if I was a makeup artist, heaven forbid, if I was a makeup (laughs) artist, then I'm sure I would be doing the same thing. But it has become, I would say, the past year or so, time that it has been an issue where usually again it might be a uk thing where everything's very chilled in the morning everything's very relaxed everyone's having a laugh and a joke and it's all good and then where there is half an hour to go until the bride needs to leave it all starts getting a bit chaotic and you think oh okay i'm gonna have because i only like to take like literally two minutes worth of portrait to the bride when she's first ready if that literally by a window done that's it a minute really really quick 
But sometimes I'm not even able to do that because the makeup artist wants to take a shot from the side, from the other side, then panned round, so a bit of video. And it's like, this all takes time. And I know yeah. I'm being selfish. I put my hands up, I'm being very selfish with this, but it literally is now impacting on the job that I have done on a number of weddings this year. And it's very, very frustrating. It's not just that. You also get that DJs as well, who are now jumping into portrait sessions, taking pictures. I've even heard stories, it's never happened to me, where this will happen and then they'll project those images onto a screen. And it's like, I wouldn't turn up to a wedding with my... Bluetooth speaker and start playing Spotify <laughs> playlists. You know, I, I just wouldn't do that. So it seems a little bit unfair, I think, for, for other suppliers to do this. I get why they do it. They all want content. And again, I know I'm being selfish, but at the end of the day, if this is my room 101, 102, then I am going to try, see what you think, to put suppliers taking portraits of the bride and groom on the wedding day into that room. Will it get in? Ooh not a certain one yeah no I, I i one of my my room 101 suggestions was actually tiktok so actually oh, just the, the whole genre just of TikTok. the whole of tiktok <laughs> dancing all of it just get rid of Apart it from the greeters guild <laughs> but we do enjoy the greeters guild but no tiktoks are a pain in the friggin' backside and like i said makeup artists want to do certain tiktoks and you know before they start the makeup they zoom on in and they you know the bride puts her hand in front then she has to take it away or just when you think you're all done they're like oh wait a minute i need to film the end of my tiktok and it's like the bride's late to church but because they've started it they have to finish it so i think yes i know where you're going and i will Yes, I will allow. Excellent. I will allow that to go to room 102. Excellent. I'm pleased to hear it. So that's everything's got in so far. Will it continue? So for your third choice. Oh, it's very simple, this one. But it just, every wedding it happens, I'm like, why do we do it? So my next one is the the vast array of absolute personalised tat. And Oof. in particular, <laughs> personalised wedding... Personalised tat. Personalised tat and personalised wedding hangers. Um, and nearly every single freaking wedding, I just feel sorry for the brides because they spend a fortune, yeah, they on, in a particular, on, on these hangers, which have got their name on or they've got the wedding date on. And then... They either, these particular hangers that they buy, don't have the little grooves or, or bits in so they can actually hang the dresses on them so the dresses fall off. Oh, it's a very particular... Oh, yeah. Or yeah. the last wedding that I did before we went to Iceland, the poor bride was literally... Um, there was nowhere to hang the dresses until just before the wedding and then she pulled out all of these hangers, which she probably spent like 100 quid on, um, and they didn't even go anywhere. It's like, oh, just absolute... They're tat. They never get used. Any other tat? I, I, I'm thinking now of maybe the um, the nighties, not nighties. What they call the oh, dressing gowns that yes. bridesmaids wear with their names on the back. They always look a bit, and they always want a picture from behind with the names on. Yeah, and usually they're not taken out of the packet until the wedding morning, so they're fully creased. They're usually too small as well, so you then have boobs hanging out left, right, and centre. Or they they never actually fully wrap around them. They tend to be sold cheaply from China, I'd imagine. Or they're bought in bulk. They're never the right size. Um, or br bridesmaids forget to put them on. There's just all these little things that social media tell brides that you should have, such as your personalised hangers and your personalised dressing gowns. And half the time, they're not used, they don't fit, and they're not fit for purpose. And this is just an absolute waste of money. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, Simples. Well, I don't have a big issue with it. I've not got this sort of burning hatred that you have for this personalised tat. <laughs> it's, it's it's never really impacted me. I didn't think it would be in your your top three. Well, it's not. Well, we didn't have long to think about it. It was just something. It's just frustrating when you see brides spending all this money on it and they never get used. The reason I, I the more the reason I'll, I'll I will let it go in, and it's just because I also don't, don't want to upset you. Uh, but the, <laughs> the, the the bigger reason is just that it you have to photograph this stuff. Yeah. So it's more details to shoot. And the more details there are to shoot, that's taking you away from the moment. Oh, so, you've explained that well. Yeah, yes, well, no, that's, that's genuine. If I see them, it's like, I always feel bad. Say you have a list of uh, uh, like nine 
coat hangers that I choose nine. Um, nine coat hangers with different names oh, on. Like Do you, you take one of every single one? Exactly. And then if you don't, or if there's no time, or the bridesmaids are like, oh, make sure yeah, you like get poor the coat Sarah hangers. I didn't get one of hers. Like, yeah. yeah, like you're not. So left. that's why I will put it in. I, I don't have the same issue. And again, it's a, it's a close call, but I will put that one in. It's just an unnecessary waste of money, and I'm a bit frugal like that. Like you don't need them, ladies. Like so, brides have so much to worry about. Weddings are so stressful. And then it's just extra things to order and spend money on that you really don't need. Yeah, maybe I've gone a bit over overboard on the Room 102, but they, it just gets to me. It's just a waste. No, no, I've got two. One of them, I must admit, I have one written down that no one would argue with. But I've also got another one that's sort of come up a little bit while you talked about that. So it's live. So I don't know which one to choose. Am I allowed to choose one or do you have another one we can you can throw into the end of this? I'll make one up. Okay, then. So my next one, then. And again, I think it's a British thing. And I've been very lucky to photograph lots of weddings from different cultures. Jewish weddings, Chinese weddings, Indian weddings, Greek weddings. And and they've all not had the issue that I'm about to say, which is, oh, don't cry. You'll get me going. Don't cry. I've got makeup on. Oh, don't look at me. You'll make me cry. I Uh. hate it. I want to see emotion on a wedding day. And I really don't like this sort of British thing. It seems yep. to be of don't cry. It's so inherently wrong, in my yep. opinion, to basically don't... What they say is don't show any emotion, act like a robot. And I don't get it because the shots are the most powerful images that we will ever take are where people are showing emotion. Yeah. But it's bred in us on a wedding day where that emotion should be at the forefront. It should be there for all to see and it's a beautiful thing to see we're told don't cry don't cry don't cry and it really and not just from a photographer point of view i just think it's not healthy to have that opinion so i would like to put in the phrase don't cry into room 102 oh i think that would make our job so much better yeah and you don't see in other cultures like you know if i think of like what indian weddings are like what chinese weddings are full of hugs the biggest hugs ever and everyone is laughing everybody's joking crying you know it's all there to see and it's a playground for a photographer to shoot all these these things but yet we can shoot these weddings that is all often stiff uh, what is it a stiff upper lip the british mentality you don't show emotion and it's like oh the if especially if you have one where you shot one of like say an indian wedding and then you the next day you shoot in one of these more formal weddings, it's like, oh, I, I know it's one I choose every single day. Hey, if we can get everyone to cry and all the brides and bridesmaids to cry, the, then the makeup artists wouldn't have time for their TikToks because exactly. they'd have to retouch their makeup. Yeah. So cry, ladies. Yeah, so that's my, so that's, that was my number three. I do have another one which would have been in number three, but I thought that was just a bit of a better one. But if you've got one other then, be- uh... before we read out everybody else's, we've got lots to get through. Well, my other one, can't, no, no, because they're required. Um, oh, oh, there no, we go. <laughs> Is no, it the B word? Yeah, no, I was just, I was just going <laughs> to go, go on with with um, with wedding coordinators oh, who dress fluff. That that comes under my toast facets. It's just basically anyone who doesn't need to be in the wedding ceremony stood at the back of the wedding ceremony, sit down, oh, hide, they or stand there, get Don't look out. so bored. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. Yeah, like that, you often see these these people from the venue, and again, everyone's doing the job. But wow, it can be it can be really a killer for photographs when they're just stood there looking bored, like in the background. It's yeah, it's not good. Amount of times I have to change composition just because there's a random wedding coordinator. Usually, as well, who've just taken a photo, posting to social media on their phone at the back. You're like. Just sit down or leave the room or just... Okay, but yeah, you're not anyway. actually saying that one there. It's actually, that's just a little conversation piece. That's, yeah. My, my last okay. one, before we get on to the, those that were submitted by our community, and again, this is a guaranteed one to get in. You know, it's it's obvious. And it happens a lot. Again, it could be more of a, a UK thing. I don't know. But it's just vicars, registrars who have such an <laughs> issue with photographers and I had a really bad experience recently with a wedding that I shot I won't say which wedding it is but but yeah I, there was there's somebody in in the Flashmaster community you will know who was very kindly helped me at this wedding and I'd gone in as politely as I could to the church 
I've been told ahead of time by the couple, I always ask my couple, can you, can you just make sure that the person officiating the ceremony is happy with photography? And oftentimes, you know, I hear, well, I say oftentimes, it's rare, but it can happen that no, they're not. And if that was the case, then I will phone up in advance. Do they have a contact telephone number? Let me please explain that I don't move around. My cameras are completely silent. I will not use flash. I will not be obtrusive. I just want to explain that like I, I won't be in the way and I want to be polite and really courteous and really just try and show that I'm not going to be an idiot. I will go out my way to do that. And I was, so I always ask my couples in advance, but usually what I'm told is, no, they're all fine. They're really chill. It's all good. And I was told that with this particular wedding, went there, walked down the aisle, could see the person officiating and they had a face like thunder. I went up to introduce myself as politely as I could. And you are an absolute sweetheart. Let's let's. Well, just I can't say that. that myself. But I was like, "Hi, I'm the on photographer. Just seeing if you were happy with taking photographs. What your rules are. Whatever you want is what I will do." And he said, "Well, we don't use taking photographs um, from here. You can stand to the side." I said, "Brilliant." And it was all good. And I just said, "I said, just so I know, just when the bride walking down the aisle, do you mind if I stand a little bit more central? As soon as." she's at the top of the aisle I'll move to the side then that's it that's it and he was like yep that's fine good perfect then went off shooting you know the the, the other things that were happening in the in the belief that I had been given the green light to stand where I wanted to stand anyway we then get to a situation where the bride is now outside I took some shots of her I then go back to that same point the bride literally just about to walk down the aisle and the person who said you can't stand there like, that you said I could no you can't stand there I had to go to the side. When I went to the side, all the guests are now stood up. This was in the church. I couldn't see the bride walking down the aisle. So I then quickly went, changed from a 135 that I was going to shoot on to my 1635, got very low in front of the groom to the, to, so, so he was on the left of the composition. The bride would have been uh, walking down the aisle into the composition. It would have worked. And then another lady who was from the church live streaming on an iPad said, you can't stand there, or I was crouched down, you can't be there because you're going to be on the live stream. And I literally oh, said, well, God. where am I supposed to go? She said, I don't know, but you can't be there. So I then, and I hate this, it was awful, but I thought, I this is my job on the line almost. I had to say to the groom, just so you know, I'm not allowed to take any shots of the bride walking down the aisle. And he, the the poor Mark said, poor bloke said, don't worry about it. But then I thought, no, I, no, forget this. So I just went over his shoulder. And actually, you know, I thought if they kick me out, they kick me out. But these shots mean a lot. And, and I don't yeah. think sometimes these people officiating know how much they're taking away from yeah. these once in a lifetime moments, literally once in a lifetime moments. So I did stand just over the groom's shoulder. and thought, if I'm going to get shouted at, I'm going to get shouted at. But at least I know that I've tried my best. And thankfully, I didn't get shouted at. I then went to where I was allowed to be sudden. It was all okay. But it's like, why are you making this job so yeah. difficult when I've already explained as politely as I could that I have silent cameras. I don't move. I, I will As soon as the bride's there, I'm going to go to the side. I will not move again. And it's almost like they've got this chip on their shoulder that that you're, you should not be in here. And it really winds me up. So that one, in my opinion, has to go in. Or, so else, I, or else I'm, I'm walking off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think many people, regardless of country, I don't know, regardless of country, that have no, experienced you know, that. No, I don't know. And I, I do get, like, you know, I do get the fact, the reason that they are like this is because they've been burnt by for want of a better word, idiots, yeah. who will run around with flash, getting too close, making a noise, making a nuisance, and then they think, so the next photographer comes in, oh, you're not doing that because yeah. they've been burned. And I get that. But there, there should be the benefit of the doubt, especially when you go over and you you really try to be as polite as you can. Yeah. And yeah, so that, that, was, that was my last one. I know, and who could be mean to you, Mr. Redfern? Well... Not for me to say. But this is the bit I'm really looking forward to. Let's have a look in our Flashmaster community. We, we posted an hour ago. We've had a lot of comments. 63 comments we've now had. <laughs> so we're going to go through them very quickly. And we'll just say, in fact, I'll just read out a handful, Helen, and you'll just say yes or no, I think, whether it goes in or not. So Hugh Jones, dare I mention the whole feeding us a decent bit of grub debacle? Well, I don't, there's not even, I think, Hugh, you need to be a little bit more specific. Would it be the not being fed? Yeah, I'll, let's, let's say that, yeah. Let's rephrase it. 
venues not giving you food on a wedding day. Oh, come on. How you, is that possibly not going to go You in? are literally making meals for so many people. And I'd, I'd say 60% of weddings on the day or last minute, there will be dropouts who aren't going there. Yeah. There will be spare food. Just give us some food, damn it. Yeah. No, the next one is very, very controversial from Stacey Budd. Fair play, Stacey. It's just two words. Group shots. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to disagree with Stacey I think on this. I will have to as well, because I think even though I don't enjoy taking them, I do think that they are important. Yeah, I'm Sorry, a weird Stacey. one who does actually quite enjoy that bit. Yeah, I don't enjoy them. So I get where Stacey's coming from, because I don't enjoy it. It's like, oh, God, I've got to do the group shots. But I do think that they're probably quite important. Although yeah. she's got four people agree. Oh, Sarah Newman, Moira LaPlante, Hugh Jones and Darren Watley all agree that group shots should be banished forever from <gasps> to room 102. Wow. Alex is next up, speechy between courses. Yep. In fact, Martin Chung had replied, O-M-F-G, this, in capital letters. <laughs> Caroline Russian, 100% this. So yeah, I didn't think that would ever get any, um, any arguments. Sarah Newman, this. So everybody agrees, yeah. And that was one of my choices, obviously. Um, next up from Alex, and I'll pass it. You you see them as well? They're going in a out. different order. So yeah, you okay. can do it now. So, okay, the next one then from Alex. Milit uh, militant registrars, 10 you off for photographing the sign of the register. Similar to what I said. Yeah, yeah. Especially since rules have changed here in the UK. I think there's no legal reason why we can't, but they still like to pretend that you're not allowed. Yeah, it's and ridiculous. stop it from happening. Um, Alex like, has also yeah. said, top table in front of a huge window with bright sunlight shining through. Well, maybe, Alex, we can look at creating some extra video content for you so that you can control this light and banish all the highlights behind you with flash. I do I do agree, though. It's, it's in, in general, it's, it's nicer to have, like, a dark room with wood panel walls behind the couple rather than that. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think I would personally put it into room 102, but I, I, it's, it's not great. No. Certainly drains your power on the batteries. Oh, good one from Chris Armstrong. Chris actually is the person who knows all about that situation I've been talking about with that uh, with that vicar because he was there. Um, so thank you, Chris, for calming me down. Chris says, venues with no car parking for photographers. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm fully agreeing on that. Yeah, I, I especially, I think that might, it's certainly for those churches, churches. where, I, I, I understand that churches oftentimes were not built with wedding <laughs> photographers in mind. But it can often be the case that we're, we're last there because we might have been with the bride right up until the point that she's leaving. So it's like, oh no, there's no spaces and the ceremony starts in two minutes. So yeah. yeah. I've had some tight ones just sprinting oh, through town centres. Chris, I'm reading these live. Chris's next comment is very, very specific to that church I've mentioned. So I'm not going to read it out. But yes, Chris, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, I won't read it out. But he's absolutely said in a nutshell, that exact situation that I told you about. Next up, from Chris Kitchen, the uncle with the DSLR. Oh, oh, I don't know. I oh, kind you feel of, sorry for him, don't you? I kind of let them get on with it. Well, I it's did always have a man, one. and it is always a man. It is, oh, uncle yeah. Uncle Bob. It does tend to be the Uncle Bob's, and I had one a few weeks ago, and literally I don't know how many random guests just went, oh, I'm really sorry, and he was Uncle someone. He wasn't a Bob, but yeah, he was Uncle so-and-so. And the bride and groom continued to apologise profusely. He turned up with his 7200, and of course then, but then... Uh, I, this is just me feeling, you know, we do regularly face sexism in the industry. And the way he walked up to me, he was like, oh, I hope I'm not getting in your way yeah. or disturbing you just because he thought he had all the gear and no idea. And I was just a poor woman who didn't have a clue and would clearly feel intimidated by his big lens. Um, so I was like, not <laughs> at all, my dear, you crack on and you do you. But yeah. yeah, anyway, yeah, Bob's are a pain in the butt. Yeah. Next up. Oh, does it go in? Oh. Mm -hmm. oh, but I, oh. but then I quite like sometimes having them there so then they can take their rather mediocre shit photos and make mine look even more spectacular. So, so we're not putting them in then? No, we're going to keep Bob's Sorry, just because they make me look suggestion. good. Uh, Mercedes Evans says, bridal prep rooms full of orange Sainsbury's bags. <laughs> that could be a very UK thing again. Let's just say bridal prep rooms full of carrier bags and mess. Yes. I I I take the the opinion sometimes that it is what it is. Yeah. Like the the the, the pure documentary approach of uh, not mine too much. But what it did make me think was, and I wish I would have thought of this before because this is a real big one for me now. 
is flickering LED lights. Oh, yes. Oh, it's such a problem these days. And I use the A9, which is got a stack sensor, so it doesn't suffer anywhere near as bad as most mirrorless cameras when it comes to banding and things. But even that will still struggle with certain LED lights. And it just seems to be that most venues these days have these issues. And if when we get into winter, it becomes even more of a problem. I love how you've gone from carrier bags to LED yeah, lights. Yeah, it just made me think of it. And I just <laughs> need to, it's like therapy now. I just want to get that out. Right, okay. But yeah, so bridal prep room full of... If it's orange Sainsbury's bags, I, I would put that in. If it, It's very, very specific for Mercedes there. So are you happy with that? Yeah, throw them in. Alex Buckland, DJs with lasers. Oh, dangerous. Danger, danger. There is actually, for those that aren't aware, if you shoot or if a laser goes directly down your lens, it can hit the sensor and literally break the sensor. Yeah. So you have to be very careful. And, And this isn't spotlights that we're talking about here. This is actual lasers that DJs sometimes use. So I think that has to go in for the sheer fact that it can literally break our very expensive cameras. Absolutely. Disco Dave, turn those lasers (laughs) off. Oh, here we go. This is similar. Cheap plastic hangers used for a gorgeous wedding dress. Is that the precise tat or is that different? Yeah, it's similar though, isn't it? Just shit hangers like yeah the yeah and like i said they spend all that money and so many of them don't have the little dips that you require to put your you know your um yeah i think that can go this, 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 this is quite funny as we go reading through these comments in in the fa- in the flashmasters community that we've posted some incredible behind the scenes that this has got more people <laughs> talking than anything else ever. <laughs> yeah. We all have lots of chips on our shoulders and just need to get this off our backs, it seems. Yeah, we're all tired of very grumpy. Yeah. Next up, Caroline, bridesmaids and ushers that don't know what their roles are. Well, yes, more often than not, I'm like the extra bridesmaid on the day and have to do a lot of carrying of dress or doing things. And ushers are generally just think they turn up in a suit and get pissed. So, yeah, quite often you have to remind them that they do have a job to do and um, I like to get them on board and working. Yeah, it's funny. Oftentimes I, I, I will have like a specified groomsman come up or a bridesmaid and say, oh, I'm going to help with the group shots. And I, and I always have an extra printout in case that happens. Give them that list. And within two minutes, they've just gone, they've wandered off. No, <laughs> never, ever works. Next up with two suggestions from Jonathan Mank. Oh. Number one, when a family member turns up with a DSLR camera and wants to photograph two as they want to start photographing weddings. I've had this a couple of times. Yeah, they kind of go with my bobs. I don't mind too much as long as they're not in my way. And they said it is completely for an ego purpose. But if they're not very good, it just makes my images look even better. So, yeah. Okay, the next one I I definitely would agree with from Jonathan. When the venue changed the timings on the day regardless of what's been agreed with the couple, I have had that a number of times where the couple will be thinking, oh, we've got an extra hour or maybe not that extreme, but like, oh, no, something's changing. Uh, that 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 is very annoying. Nothing. Uh, that yeah, one? yeah. No, I'm I'm happy for that to go through. That's that's just annoying. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Martin Slater. I was about this one. Bride thinking five minutes before the ceremony is more than enough time to get into her dress. Oh, I just quite enjoy the panic. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's got a lot of likes. <laughs> yeah, it's very annoying, particularly if you're someone who likes to do a lot of bridal portraits. And I'm just finding as the years go by, um, just the kind of brides I'm attracting aren't too bothered about having sort of photos done on their own. So I quite enjoy the chaos. Yeah, okay. Good suggestion, Martin. Oh, Martin Chung this time. In fact, I'm going to... You haven't seen this yet. I'm clapping this to Jeff. This is brilliant. Martin Chung says, Vickers who walk in front of the couple. Oh! That is awful. Especially when the gap between them walking is sometimes... Feels like inches. Yes. And you literally can't see the bride. So... We, he said Vickers walking walk in front of the couple. We're, we're, we know that what he means is down the aisle. And yeah. you're trying to get that shot of the groom and the bride. And all you're getting is the vicar. And you, you're trying it. And you live that you're seeing, I'm not getting it. And you know you're not getting it live. And it's awful. Oh. And it's it's the worst feeling. And, yeah. and it's when that gap is so small. And often I'll try and coach my, you know, my bride and bride's dad, whoever she's walking down with, you know, leave plenty of time in between. If the vicar goes ahead, 
you know, leave a good gap. I'm not going to be able to photograph you. And the same with the bridesmaids. You give them all, but then the moment starts, the music jumps in, and everyone sprints down. You're like, oh, for goodness sake. But yeah, Vickers, you should know better. And you stood at the front. You do all the speaking. You get your time. Let the bride have a moment. I agree. And Alex has said, yes, yes, and yes. This absolutely breaks me. I agree. It breaks us all, I think, I'm fair to say. This is very controversial from Andy Wilkinson. Love you, Andy, but I can't actually agree with this one myself. And Ooh. it is speeches. <laughs> See, I think that can provide you some of the best moments of a wedding day. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of speeches as long as, like I said, they're all done in one go. Yeah, long speeches. Long speeches. Yeah. I can, I can, oh, oh, this is getting very, and now I'm getting controversial. Speeches, father of the bride speeches, where they sort of make it about themselves and about how much money they've spent and about their Ooh. showing of how rich they are. That's one for oh. me. But yeah, speeches in general, I actually really like the speeches. I do. Sorry, too. Andy, I really appreciate the suggestion, but I, for me, that one, that can't go in. Uh, Nick Misen says, cutting the cake. It's a weird tradition. I don't get the tradition. No, I don't get it at all. And I I wouldn't be surprised if someone else has also commented the amount of venues that put the cake in the the most awkward corner um, that you can't really like. There's no space for the couple. Um, Just put it on the dance floor. Yeah, my my issue with the cutting of the cake isn't so much the cutting of the cake. It's it's when it happens seconds before the first dance in the other side of the room. So you set up the first dance. You think, right, I'm, I'm happy with my lighting. But then you've got to go over into a dark, dingy corner of the room and then use an, one of your lights often to take the photograph of the cut of the cake and then run back and try and get set up again for first dance. Yeah, pain in the arse. Yeah. Uh, Ken says, Ken is, is the groom from the previous podcast who invited us both to Iceland. So thank you again, Ken. And Ken says, not being supplied with a list of formals, even after requesting multiple times when they look at you like an idiot on the day when they ask you, who they want on now i feel bad about this because when we went to iceland i didn't ask ken for what his list was so (laughs) (laughs) i was so like thinking it didn't feel like a normal wedding i forgot to even send over my prep list so yeah maybe that maybe that could be a a veiled attack oh um but no i think what kenny's saying here is where he's asked couples for their list and they've not given them to him then on the day they make it feel like it's his fault Yes. And I, I think, yeah, I've, I've had, I have had that. And I, yeah, I, I can't disagree with that one. Steve Mulvey says, when the couple asks for an unplugged wedding and this is how you shoot the exit. In other, and it's a photo he's attached here with, fo- with camera phones everywhere. So let's just say camera phones. Yeah, camera just phone. What I talk about? Not 1982. Smartphones. One of these phones. phones. <laughs> phones. One of these fancy <laughs> phones with a camera in. You'd ban them all. Um, yeah, there's just no need. There's absolutely no need. As long as you have, you know, a good photographer, which obviously if they're booking us, they do. You just, yeah, it stops you from being in the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just yeah, get I do rid like unplugged weddings, I must admit. Yeah, so I agree. Um, Eamon McColgan says... That purple atmosphere, inverted commas, lighting that hotels like to have in the reception rooms makes everyone look like a beetroot. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. I think that's a very, very good shout. It doesn't have to be purple either. It can just be strong lighting that just makes the room look awful. And you can't get that white balance right whatever you do. If you get the white balance right on the chairs, it, Eamon's also attached a photo of basically a reception room full, flooded with purple. So yeah, can't disagree. That goes into room one hundred two as well. Can we just allow them for evening though? Because I think when I love to shut a drag on the dance floor, and those up lighters and the colour helps make my dance floor photos look much better. So can we can we just for like wedding breakfast or for anything until after dark? Okay, well you've got to take this up with Eamon. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, Eamon. Otherwise, you're relying again on Disco Dave and his lasers. So, um, his laser beams. Now, Neil Ridley has really gone to town and suggested literally about 15. So, we're going to fly Ooh. through them. Bridal prep makeup in the darkest parts of the room. Oh. Thickly applied makeup for the photos. Three different light bulbs in every room. Tablecloth straight out of the packet. Cakes placed against the wall for the cake cut. Father and daughter dance to I loved her first. Fake <laughs> signing a blank register with an empty pen. Google speeches. <laughs> Wedding planners who walk down the aisle behind the bride sorting the dress. Drive me Drama mad. in any shape or form. Oh, I quite like that. Photographers think they think the days of photo shoot. Suppliers who don't team play. TikTok has no place in a wedding. Yes. Guests on the on their phone 
bones all day. Anyone who wants to get off their arse and surround the couple for the first dance, the first dance itself. I could literally <laughs> go forever, but I'd better stop there. I'm so, pretty sure if we want to I hope you feel better for that, Neil. <laughs> if we want to want all of Neil's things, I don't think there would actually be a wedding. <laughs> no. Neil just hates weddings. <laughs> I can say that because Neil's oh, a very good friend. Team oh, Neil. Hashtag Neil, Team Neil. Neil, I think you need a little holiday, mate. <laughs> Uh, oh, Alex says, I agree with all of these. So there oh. you go. Polly Doherty says, guest bossing you about saying photograph this and photograph that. I won't oh. say she, no. And then she's put an expletive. So yeah, I, it's like when you, when you get to say, oh, look how cute that is. Oh, and it just, it's yeah, always kids just yeah, chasing each other around. Yeah, I, oh, I agree. That's I agree. a nice photo, usually from the child's mum who just wants a free photo of their child. I'm not chasing your children around. Yeah, no. Caroline's replied to that and said, not just me then, looks like this post thread has opened up a can of worms. <laughs> Looking forward to the podcast. Oh, the backlash, <laughs> the backlash. Trevor Ager says, when the vicar tells you just before the service that he does not allow any photography inside the church. Yes, Trevor. Yeah. High five to that. That's very similar to what I was saying before. Not quite as harsh as that, but where basically the, the vicar changed the rules 30 seconds after I'd already asked him. So yeah, completely agree with you. Uh, Sarah Newman, purple lighting is definitely in my room 101, along with the top table with huge decorations on it, and you can't get a clear shot of the couple. Yeah, that's a good one, actually, where, where they're giving up flowers out and the mums place them right in front of their faces. Yeah, I'm a diva and just move oh, them. Oh, I, I move them as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm terrible. Before speeches start, if it's after food, if there's things that are in my way, I don't care how much they spent on that top table decoration, they're coming off, and I put them on the floor in front. I'm like, nope, not having it. I don't know if this is a good thing, by the way, but this, this is now officially our longest podcast, and it's basically the mode where we're that's just ranting. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this is not uh, too much of a bad thing. Uh, next up, Neil Bennett. Ooh, I, I'm struggling. I'm fr uh, team Neil and all that, but speeches after the wedding breakfast. That's actually my preference. I, I don't mind as long as they're all together. Having them before means, you know, you're pretty much, but you can chill there. My issue with before is oftentimes that's when I'm taking shots yeah. of the bride groom. I've got to run in and I always use lights. Yeah. Hashtag Flashmasters. So I'm always trying to set those up. So having them after just means that I can just sort of go to the car, get my light stands out, just give me that little bit of time. So, yeah, I'm afraid, Neil. I, I love your name. We are forever <laughs> bonded in that sense, but I'm afraid we can't bond over that. Ooh. Next up is Paul. Uh, what are the venue designers thinking? Oh, sorry. What are the venue designers thinking when they plaster orange and brown? Some of these I'm having to edit live when I'm speaking because <laughs> they contain words that I won't read out. Um, just in case we get... Can't, oh, I'm in YouTube mode. They're not going to get demonetized. Let's just read it. What are the venue designers thinking when they plaster fucking orange and brown everywhere with minimal natural light? Orange and brown. Yeah, that's a very specific issue from Paul there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I get that, but I, I'd also say that also is sort of opens up the door to Flash. So I'm going to have to be slightly biased on that and say it's not too bad. I will say recently, I have noticed since COVID, venues had time, you know, nothing was going on. They've made some adjustments. It seems now the more venues here in the UK have sort of special prep rooms and makeup rooms. And the ones oh. that I've been to on the whole are shocking. Yeah, they There's are. There's no freaking designed. light. They, they've literally just thrown up some mirrors um, and they're just, the, yeah, absolutely awful. And they're sometimes taking brides away from these beautiful bedroom spaces with huge windows and all this natural light to be in like a dingy. A dingy cupboard, basically. I'm pretty sure they just transform cupboards that aren't being used and say, oh, this is our prep room, and try to sell it just to use it for something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Neil Bennett has said another one here, and this one I do agree with, and it's a bit of a sadder one, this, actually. It's divorced parents that don't get on. No, I agree with it. Admittedly, yeah. I know it's very difficult for, you know, weddings do bring together people who may not have seen each other for decades, and that can be very awkward sometimes. But I always just think... For the sake of a day, yeah. can you not just at least sort of like be civil? And I have had it where parents won't stand next to each other. They won't, they won't be close. And it can ruin a day. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's a very sad one, that. But I agree, Neil. That's, that's, that's really sad when you see that. Uh, next up, Mick Merriott. Venue staff who think they are helping by standing behind the bride to adjust her dress prior to walking down the aisle. But then they don't get the 
out of the way and end up in the photographs. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. That's in Benny there. Benny Ford today does Toastmasters. Everyone fluffing the bleeding <laughs> dress who doesn't move away. And then you have the bride and her dad walking down. Beautiful moments, tears in their eyes. And then you've just got this random person yeah, stood behind them. I agree. Get out of the way. I agree. And the very last one, this has been, this has been a huge thread, <laughs> is from Chris Wallace. And Toastmasters and videographers who try and talk to you all day and stop you doing your job. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. I am really not social. I, I want to be more social on a wedding day, but I struggle to talk to any supplier really on a wedding day because I just sort of think I'm in a different zone and I probably appear very rude, but I you do. do. Uh, lady, thank you. <laughs> you, know, you come across as You can put me into room 102. Aww. Me on a wedding day. I would say, but no, I, I, I think it's almost like they think that they've got all the time in the world and they're missing stuff. So yes, Chris, I agree personally. Chris's suggestion going in for you? Yeah, although I've got to say, having worked with Chris on like probably well over a hundred weddings, he is just as bad oh, for distracting himself burn. or not working or like he's not someone with his camera to his <laughs> eye right the way through the day. He's someone who likes to walk out during the speeches if he's bored. Oof, so, <laughs> it's not controversial, that is a fact. If he gets bored, he'll just he'll just walk out and wait till the next speech arrives or he, he has been known to leave speeches. Oh. So uh, I'm just going to throw him right under the bus there. So, yeah, well, there you go. That was that was Helen, Chris, not me. <laughs> so I'd like, on behalf of both of us, a huge thank you for all of those suggestions. Some of those were much better than ones that we suggested. Yeah. But, yeah, it's really funny seeing everybody's, everybody's comments. And, um, yeah, thank you for all of those. So that was Room 102. And I think it's fair to say it is packed to the rafters. It is. I'm thinking is maybe... Left? No, I don't really. I think basically Ride we, we want to get rid of next. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cameras. Get rid of them. Um, yeah, I think actually, which we, we, I'm just thinking on the fly, you're going to say, no, Helen, um, maybe we need to rebalance this and maybe we need a future podcast looking at what we would like to see more of at wedding. Yes, the good side. Yes. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's a really nice suggestion. So we'll, we'll post that in the Flashmask community next time. What are your... Well, maybe you can put a limit on it. What is your favourite thing to photograph? That's maybe maybe that. Animals, dogs and alpacas. I meant we were waiting for but that will do. <laughs> alpacas? Yes. Oh, did you ever photograph an alpaca? Not at a wedding, but I've seen other people do it, and okay. it looks very cute. <laughs> They're very cute. Right, well, so that was Room 101. And hopefully you can see by how many comments we've had and all, and all the funny comments, just what a good community we've got over at Flashmasters. So if you would like to join and be a member, you can do so now by visiting us at flashmasters.co. We would love to have you as a member. Flashmasters is all about recognizing and celebrating the best off-camera flash photography in the world. And remember, we do that in a number of ways, not just awards, but also through education and community. So please come over, join us, and let's see how far this journey takes us. But I've really enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I always like a good rant. So. It's a good <laughs> therapy session, and I think we've got a lot of our chest. We certainly do. It'll be interesting to see uh, the, the reactions to these and whether we've caused a stir or not. I, d I will be surprised we have, because I think a lot of photographers have the same bugbear. So yeah. hopefully we've not ruffled too many feathers, although I'm not looking forward to next time we see Stefan. <laughs> so love you, Stefan. So as always, thank you very much for listening. And we will, yeah, we will look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode. Oh, we still need a tagline. Yeah, we still have, we still have got a good way of closing. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. I think it works. I always want to say suggestions on a postcard, but no one sends those okay, anymore. You can, if you can say that. I'm going to say <laughs> thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.